Hey, good evening once again. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is John St. Germain, your jolly host of Crystal Silence League Hour, inviting you to uh, Lesson 8 of That Astral Power. Why don't you come back in just a minute and we will return with another lesson on how to project your astral self into the sacred plane. Be back. I'll be here. We'll see talk to you tonight about many things uh the mind consciousness the human energy aura the uh, human energy field and human beings as energy <clears throat> we're also going to talk about past time psychomancy um and this thing called the akashic record about which much nonsense has been written now we're going to talk about the whole concept of um, the human mind as we do on this show and um uh, dwell into some things that may be disturbing to some. Um we hold many pet beliefs about the human mind. Um not all of which is um gosh, I don't know, not all of which is um necessarily based in reality. And because a lot of times I'm gonna tell you when we when when we're experiencing an object We've discussed this in the show. In the show, we're not necessarily experiencing the reality of an object, are we? We're experiencing an image of the object that we create in our minds, and along with that image comes a whole lot of uh, opinion. So it can be said that when you're looking at a coffee cup, you're not really experiencing the coffee cup; you're experiencing your opinion of the coffee cup. And we'll get more into that. And this is very important when we're dealing with things of a psychic nature and a psychomantic nature because I think a lot of times we think we're experiencing a psychic event, but really we're experiencing our opinion of a psychic event. And many times people will experience a psychic event and it's their opinion that it is not a psychic event. <clears throat> it can work both ways. Uh, but first, let us talk about our stone of the month, which is the Eliot Stone, sometimes called the Stone of King Solomon, because it is the national stone of Israel. And uh, you can get it as a polished stone. It's quite pretty. It's a copper-based stone. Um, it's kind of a mixture of different copper-based stones, azurite, chrysocolla, turquoise, malachite. And uh, many other minerals can be mixed in there. It ranges uh, from blue to green um, in one stone. Uh, therefore, it resonates to many of our chakras. Uh, the upper four, the heart, throat, crown, and third eye. So, it, it helps link all of that. It helps your mind, your emotions, your intuition... 
uh, your astral being braid together and work together. So your third eye and your crown chakra related to your psychic powers and intuition work together. Your throat and your uh, third eye work together, helping you to communicate your intuition to the world. And your throat and your heart braid together, helping you speak the true feelings. So it helps with imagination as well. Stimulates your creative abilities. It helps clear the repressed negativity of your heart. Um, it does so much more than that because it is a chaining stone. It chains these various chakra energies together. So not only does it stimulate the qualities inherent in these chakras, it combines them. Now, the idea of expressing all the energies of the upper quadrad, the upper four chakras at the same time, uh, to me seems overambitious. But two at a time? Oh, yes. Taking two, doing them in pairs, in dyads. Quite well done. Now, I'm going to uh, advise you, if you make an elixir of Elliot Stone, because it's copper, don't do, use the direct method. Don't drop this in water. Even if a little bit of copper um, flakes off, and when you see a stone, it's a little bit soft, and it does flake. It's a flaky stone. You don't want to ingest copper. Copper is toxic, and you don't want to ingest it. And I don't care what you read on the Internet. There are things that you don't want to ingest. You don't want to ingest mercury. You really don't want to ingest too much silver. Silver is not that toxic, but it is a heavy metal. Uh, gold you never want to ingest. Gold is the primary, well, next to uranium and lead. <laughs> heavy. You ever hear of heavy metal poisoning? Lead and gold and uranium. Uranium will mess you up. But you don't want to ingest lead. You don't want to ingest gold. And copper, you don't want to ingest copper. I don't care what you read on the Internet. Your spirits will not protect you from it. Your um, uh, your deities, your magic will not protect you from being stupid. If you ingest poison, it will hurt you. A certain amount of trace copper in your diet is essential. But directly eating copper, probably not good for you. So you don't want to put copper-based stones um, in water and drink it. So use the indirect method with the Elliott stone and most, and most if not all, copper stones. Malachite, uh, Chrysocolla, uh, etc. The indirect method is to put a piece of it in a glass vial, submerge the glass vial in the water so that the water does not come over the lip of the vial or glass. Uh, leave it in the sunlight or in the moonlight to charge the water with the uh, vibration of the stone. Take it out. Add a few drops of brandy to the water. Decant it and use it for your magical or healing purposes. You can anoint the auras, or, I'm sorry, the chakras with it. You can use it on magical objects. You can create magical circles with it. You can soak chalk in it, which is something I haven't discussed, making magical chalk and draw circles with it and magical diagrams. Um, uh, sprinkle it about your house. Sprinkle your friends with it. <laughs> you know, I say, hey, 
hey, uh, hey, Frank, here, <laughs> you know, throw it in his face uh, and do all sorts of stuff with it. That's the Elliot Stone. This is the Crystal Silence League, an organization that was founded around somewhere between 1917 and 1920. I'm researching this um, by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, a magical adept who uh, uh, founded it for the purpose of promoting uh, positive prayer and affirmation for those in need. And when he passed into the silence around 1954, the League went with him until magical adepts of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church resurrected it from the silence and took it online where you can find it at www.crystalsilenceleague.org subscribe to the newsletter doesn't cost you anything except your attention I edit that newsletter sporadically I admit it's, sometimes it's very late but eventually I do catch up we host this radio show, Lucky Mojo Curio Company Radio Network, the LMC Radio Network. And we also have prayer services. If you go to our prayer service page, you'll see that you can post a prayer petition and hundreds of people, including the pastors of the Crystal Silence League, of which I am one, will pray for you daily until such time as you want your prayer removed, and you can remove it yourself. You don't have to email us and ask how to remove your prayer. There's a little button, remove my prayer, and it shall be removed. Ask, and it shall be received. And so we get well over 200 prayers a week. And it's been my custom to read aloud some of these every week. And I can't read them all, because by the time I read all of them, we'd get 200 more. So I do read some of them, so I invite you, my listeners, to pray along with me, and you can pray with your crystal balls as I do, and as many of our pastors do on our crystal altars, and you can see pictures of some of the altars uh, put on our uh, Crystal Silence League website and on our Facebook page by many of our pastors and many of our uh, members. And we shall start, and I'll just use the prayer ID number, not the names, although I see the names and I see the pictures, and a good-looking lot most of you are. And we'll start with prayer ID 65837, who says, My deepest gratitude to God, Goddess of Venus, Holy Spirit, and St. Martha. Oh, it's Santa Martha, the dominator. Okay. Thank you for continuing my love for YM. I love him all around me. Love the time we spent together. Cherish every second of it. I'm forever thankful for today. Despite I have fears, you help ease a little out. And I have recollected faith. Please bless us to have a committed, monogamous, long-lasting relationship. I ask respectfully that YM sees me as his soulmate, and we go travel together, make him see how special I am, and cherish me as much as I cherish him. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer ID 65836, help me and pray that my relationship with the Australian actually deepens. He starts putting grown-up things first, moving forward. I need him. I need him to give meth a rest. Thank you. Amen. Prayer ID 65834, I know this lady, a very nice lady. 
I am asking for peace in mind and my children's lives, protection from dark work being thrown, and protection from their abusive father who is plotting with his new girlfriend to ruin me. I'm going to CPS and police. Pray for us. Yes, let's pray for her. Amen. Pray ready 65833. God bless the Crystal Silence League. I am in public housing in Seattle, Washington. Some occultist witches, warlocks, and SJWs are attacking me because I stand for Jesus Christ's righteousness. They slander and make physical threats. Please place ministers of safety around me because he is in great danger from them and their familiars. And R, someone named R. Amen. Prayer ID 65831. Protect my children, please. For two years, I have battled to save my children from their violent and abusive mother. Every time her lies are believed and she easily manipulates the court. And I'm going to give you a side note. This happens a lot in my practice. This happens a lot. The court seemed to be uh, peopled by easily manipulated idiots, and I've seen it in my own life. Reflect all her dark workings back on her. Make the next judge take the heavily documented abuse seriously. Make the next judge respect my daughter's wishes. Make the next judge respect the law. Make the next judge place my children back with me. Keep me and my two daughters safe from all harm. Amen. Pray ready 65828. God, show yourself today and answer this today. I need heavy prayers that my miracle happens today. I need prayers that my ex-friend will reach out to me now <clears throat> or that God will give me a sign. I saw an event that I would love to take him to. May he be reminded of me when he sees it, among other things, and I will weigh heavily on his mind and heart and that he will see how important this is to the both of us. And it will go on October 15th to this event. <clears throat> I really need heavy prayers right now. Amen. Pardon me a moment while I anoint my throat. <clears throat> We're doing work here <clears throat> in my basement, and there's a lot of dust. I'm building my underground bunker against the coming apocalypse. Pray ready 65827. Dear spirit guides, ancestors, guardian angels, and universe, I beg you to heal MWM of his past traumas. I know this person, too, that he realized soon that he's projecting his past onto the present. May he see the love I have for him and be comforted and relieved of his fears. May he see me, think of me, and think solace, love, and passion. May I be able to provide the love and support he needs. May our union be passionate and strong for the rest of our days. Amen. Prayer ID 65826. Pray that I am a servant in Christ. Amen. Pray ready 65825. I pray for B and me to be given the opportunity to deepen and strengthen our relationship and communication with each other. Let our respect, admiration, and desire for each other flourish and blossom into deep love. Give us both the courage to take that step to deepen our relationship into one of love, happiness, passion, harmony, fidelity, and trust. Amen. Prayer ID 65824. I pray for more fun in my life. 
for me to be in touch with my own creativity and fun and to express this in my body and in all of my relationships. Fun, fun, fun. Amen. Pray right E65823. Please, please, please pray for my oldest son. He is on the verge of losing his home. He has a 13-year-old son that he has custody of. Please pray that he is able to get his finances in order. He has been so depressed. Please, please pray for him and help him see his way out of his financial crisis. Thank you so much, and may God always bless you and your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray right E65821. Please pray for Kyle to okay to return to me and to forgive any disputes we have had in the past. I was kind of shaken by that last one. To know that I'm the right person for him and he should be with me. Thank you and blessings. Amen. Let's do let's do one more. Prayer ID six five eight two zero. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior and only Savior, I pray you draw Mr. A T J near and closer to you. Be with him during any storms in his life and guide him to seek help for his alcohol abuse issues, which he himself has admitted to struggling with in the past. Please liberate and free him of the curse of alcoholism and any relationships or friendships that encourage him to continue down this very self-destructive path. Thank you and amen. Let's have a moment of silent prayer for all those in need of prayer and support. And I'm going to add a little extra time for those in Las Vegas, those who passed away into the silence, those who survived, and those who left behind to grieve and to mourn.
Amen. <clears throat> I'm sorry if you're unable to uh, get into chat. I can't seem to launch it. It's uh, one of those things we often call blog talk roulette. I've uh, tried all the regular fixes, um, <laughs> including witchcraft, and I can't seem to get anything to work. Um, if, uh, I mean, you guys may be able to get to work. I can't seem to get to work in any browser that I have um, going, and um, it just doesn't seem to work. So, um, you know, I don't know. Um, the last two weeks, I've not been able to get it to, to activate. So if you're in chat and you're having a nice conversation, yay. Uh, basically, I have unable to connect, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to work on it during the week and see if I can't get it back up. Our topic this week, as you probably know, is uh, those astral powers. We've been discussing them now for a couple of months. It's been since it's part eight, and uh, I hope you're finding it interesting. You know, I've, I've been doing a show now for, what, three years? Uh, this is our third season. So, uh, um, I have to always come up with stuff to talk about. And for anyone who thinks that's easy, you try, <laughs> you know, you try it. We, we have a uh, host who are rerunning the same shows from season one. Uh, and, uh, I, the only time I do that is when I really have to, when there's some catastrophe or if I'm deathly sick and, you know, uh, we're raising, our three-year-old grandchild, we, she's been living with us for over two years now. And if you have a kid in the house, it's like having uh, an experimental disease vector. Uh, kids are always sick, and they're in school. And anytime anything hits the school, they bring it home. So at any given time, somebody in this house is sick. And so at any given time, there's some virulent illness uh, festering in our household so there's always something and uh the only time i really cancel the show is if it takes my voice away if i get a bronchial infection or a throat infection and i'd be i would be talking like this and you'd be thinking i was wolfman jack or somebody so i although that might be cool this is the crystal silence league hour coming at you remember wolfman jack that could be wolfman saint germain so we're going to talk about some uh, some stuff here, and uh, um, time psychomancy is a term used to describe uh, any of the psychomantic or astral senses uh, used to sense objects or events or even people in the records of the past or in the futures, the shape of things to come. So. Let's just, um, for the case, for the sake of simplicity, uh, turn it into two parts: the past time psychomancy and future time, seeing into the past and seeing into the future. Um, so, past time psychomancy has been described by many writers, many authors, as that sense or that faculty that allows you to use your astral vision in any of the many forms of it to explore the records of the past. So, the first question that probably popped in mind is, how do I do that? How are you able to sense the past? 
Um, well, are there vibrations that emanate from these past scenes? How can you see them? Um, and it's a proper question. Are there vibrations from the past that still touch the strings of the future? Um, so because we, we can't just look at this phenomena with blind faith and accept it. If somebody says they can see the past, how are they seeing it? How is it being seen? And um, so we got to have an understanding of this. And um, I mean, I mean, there there are people who practice stuff and they just have no idea how they do it. Um, and sometimes they're very good at it. But I, I think an understanding of the groundwork behind the things we do helps have a, a firmer idea of how to cultivate it. So one of the um, secrets, I think, of um, psychomantic viewing of the past is found in the teaching of the Akashic Records, which is a very high plane of, uh, of existence, of reality, where records of everything that has happened during the entire cycle of existence since this this world cycle came into being um, is recorded. These records are uh, kept in order until the termination of the world cycle, and then they pass away. Now, it doesn't. The Akashic records does not mean that there's a book somewhere or a library somewhere you know, with books in it. Uh, you know, like the Book of Judgment or something, uh, that there's a great librarian, you know, like a big angel sitting at a desk writing everything down. Now, I've actually seen books written that say that very thing, that there's a, a library room that you can go into, and there's a librarian, and you can sort through the library, and there's an angel that writes all this stuff down. And, you know, that's uh, that's nonsense. That's that's utter nonsense. That's not what was ever taught. Uh, but there is a, um, um, an, a, a very scientific, in terms of metaphysics, um, basis for that, um, for the idea of the Akashic Record, in spite of the fact that there are many people that completely disregard it because of this era called the New Age, or Newage, as a friend of mine likes to pronounce it, where a lot of nonsense is written about the Akashic Records. Um, so we have to turn to a more scientific view of this for corroboration. Um, let's, let's take a couple of axioms here. One, energy is not created or destroyed. Energy always exists in some form. Science verifies this. Metaphysics verify it. Philosophy verifies it. Everything verifies it. So every action, thought, everything that happens, every event, everything that happens, no matter how small or insignificant, leaves a record. This record is part of the Akashic record in which space is filled. In New Thought, this can sometimes be synonymous with a part of the divine mind or the divine consciousness. Everything that's happened has left a mark or a record, and it can be read by a very advanced psychom psychometer, psychomancer. Now, there's nothing 
extraordinary about this. Uh, if you compare it with some of the extraordinary facts of physics, you know, just today I heard that two physicists won the Nobel Prize because they developed an instrument that can measure gravitational waves. Up to now, gravity has been an utter mystery. What is it? Is it attraction? Is it a uh, repulsive force? Einstein said it was a warping of the space-time continuum. Understand that. Einstein said that mass that exists in space-time, and Einstein said that time was a dimension, you know, like width, breadth, height, time. It's a dimension, like, like a ruler, like you measure it with a ruler. Space-time, you could not separate it. Because if something exists in space, it also has to exist in time, right? If something didn't exist in time, it didn't exist. A simultaneous, an instantaneous triangle can exist. If it just exists for no time, it can't exist. It's got to have endurance. It's got to have duration. So an object like the Earth bends. It warps space-time, and that's what gravity is, a warping of space-time. But he said this warping is so subtle It'll probably never be measured. People go, Einstein was wrong. That's what people are saying. He was wrong. It's been measured. Well, he, he wasn't wrong. He was expressing an opinion. He said, these waves are so subtle, it'll probably never be measured. But these physicists figured out a way to do it, and uh, they developed an instrument, and, and they can measure and see gravity waves. And this is remarkable because gravity are waves in space-time. They can read the record of the warping of space-time. So don't tell me that something like the Akashic Record is uh, extraordinary and fanciful. We're reading the passage of matter through space-time. We'll be reading the past very soon. I just want you to dwell on that for a minute. Because every event that has ever occurred leaves an impression in the ether. The ether is another word for the space-time continuum. Or Akasha, which is what it was called, the Akasha, where it can be read. So, there are, um, there are, there are boundaries. We have the, the constancy of the velocity of light, the limit of um, the curvature of space-time. There are lots of things like this, but there are also laws that govern um, metaphysics as well. People don't like to they say, oh, anything is possible. Well, in metaphysics, there are laws. And I talk to people sometimes, and they don't understand there are laws to magic. There are laws to metaphysics. You just can't make stuff up. So um, there's nothing that is remarkable at the idea that every event in space-time has left a mark. So that's how we can see the past. The Akashic record, the universal ether, the Akasha, has within itself a true and full record of everything that's ever existed within space. And if you develop the power to read these records, you have a full and complete key to the past. From the speaking of the creative word that brought this world cycle into beginning... To the present. Yes, you can, if you dare, go back to the moment of creation. If you dare. Now, I'm going to point out, though, that none but the most advanced 
and highly developed psychomancers have clear access to that level of astral plane where these records are found. And I'm going to tell you that I've seen people who do $25 readings that say, I'll access your Akashic records and read them for you. There is a discrepancy here. I do spiritual readings. I do spiritualist readings. I'll put you in touch with your dead grandmother. I'll um, uh, raise the dead. I'll read your Akashic records. I'll read your aura. I'll tell you past, present, and future. I know I'll tell all and see all. Uh, I know I'll tell all and say a great deal more. I don't yell. I don't smell. Uh, but I tell all. You know, uh, I, uh, you know I, I know I'm kind of hard on this, but, you know, I've... I've worked very hard to um, develop what I what I can do, and I can't do a lot. I'm, I'm a guy that gets messages from uh, certain spiritual energies, and I do a very limited range of things. And I work, and I was born with a with a uh, propensity for this, you know, with a, a talent for it. And I worked very hard to get good at it. And there are people I never heard of. A year ago, and they're claiming every that they do everything. Um, I don't. I don't believe it, and I think that they make things hard for all of us. And furthermore, I don't think I'm doing anything. I am a. Um, I'm just a guy, and anything I do is 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 uh, is a. I'm an interpreter. I'm an imper- interpreter of the creator, the creation. I interpret creation. There, there's a higher spirit, and I just do what I'm supposed to do. I, I don't say I have any power at all. I'm just I'm a schmuck who just tells you what I'm told. And if I'm told something, I tell you. But without that spirit, you know, without the spirits, I'm I'm just a guy with a deck of cards. I'm just a guy with a handful of chicken bones or possum not chicken bones, possum bones. Uh, I don't have anything. I'm nothing without without the approval of the spirits and if the spirits walk away from me i'm just a guy with nothing um so you know i'm i'm very aware of this so uh, i i give credit where credit's due now i'm going to tell you that uh, the um the astral plane is in uh levels or neighborhoods so there's the lower lower astral plane, uh, a higher astral plane, a me, let's say a medium, and then the very highest astral plane where the Akashic records are uh, uh, dwelling. And the, the astral planes cast a shadow or a reflection on the lower astral planes. So what I think happens for uh, most people who are getting a glimpse of the astral plane, they're looking at the shadow or the ripples, the waves of it, and getting pieces of it. Um, So the records of the past, which are open to the average uh, psychomancer, are reflections of a shadow of a ripple of the true Akashic record. Um, And they're distorted. They're going to be more or less distorted. And um, that's just a brief... Description as brief a description as I can give you. I have I myself have never seen a clear picture of the Akashic records. I've seen ripples of it. I've seen shadows of it. I've come very close to seeing 
through a glass darkly. That's what we say. We see through a glass darkly. We're seeing the Akashic Records mistily. And if somebody tells me they're clearly seeing the astral plane, um, they're very close to uh, angelic clarity. Um, they're, they're angelic they're angelic in their being or they're uh, a fully enlightened Buddha because only only an omniscient being can read the Akashic plane Akashic records with uh, clarity um, not my opinion this is uh, you know go go look in the literature look at people who can do it so um, so in actual practice we find this uh, uh, past lot past time, uh, psychomancy um, practiced through uh, two mediums, two media, uh, psychometry and crystal gazing. Uh, there's a, uh, a physical media that uh, you connect with that helps you do it. Um, so we've we've talked about this in the book. You know, you'll you'll get an object that belongs to a person. This al- allows you to connect to a channel that gives you a jump start into their past record and you can get impressions this way so you get a um, a clearer view into their personal record their personal record is stored in the akasha than you normally would just poking around this also helps you with the um, uh, with the crystal ball the same thing it gives you a, a jump start you can you can also and this is a very interesting thing uh, with uh, enough mental energy, shoot past their their current life into a past life, and uh, now see that that's happened to me. I've I said, oh, I see this, I see this, I see this. So wait a minute, um, <laughs> that that's uh, that's two hundred years ago, and uh, I find I'm doing a reading on a past life for them. And this is when I was much younger and eager. I go boom, just shoot right past this life and do another one. And then I realize, hey, I can do past life readings. But I'm going to tell you that the problem with past life readings, they don't really do much. For people, they're interesting. It's kind of like you go to the park, you know, a day at the fair. It's it's interesting. You get on the roller coaster, you get on the Ferris wheel, you get on this stuff. You go, well, that was fun. But people say it gives you an insight into this life. Well, it, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, you know, people desperately look for answers. And when you're looking for answers, you do a lot of different things. You might go to a, a, a psychological counselor. You might talk to your pastor. You might go to a, a spirit medium and these are this all information and you're going to put bits and pieces of it together and maybe you'll look in a past life and you find out okay i was uh uh you know i was a greedy sob businessman in a past life you know that's why i still have some work to do in this life but you already know that you just look at this life you go okay i'm doing work in this life you can reason backward from it you don't need that um uh, and i've done hypnotic past life regressions for people and uh, i've retrieved memories of my own past lives and I just find you have your life full, your hands full with this life. You know, you can get lost uh, unraveling the uh, uncountable. Uh, it's all like you have six past lives. You've got uncountable. They're they're without number from the beginning of time. Um, consciousness has existed since the beginning, beginningless time. Buddha called it. It's not like you just have five or six. You've got unca- they're uncountable. Since the beginning of time, you go one, two, three, just one right with the other. Uh, the present time, there's there's not a number for it. No, Buddha said no, no, nobody can remember the beginning of consciousness. Um, 
And excuse me. And when he said nobody, he included himself, and he was the Buddha. So, um, now, what happens when you meet someone and you shake hands with them? And because of uh, very spiritual energies and things, you instantly shoot into their Akashic record. You go into the Akasha. You get an impression, a psychometric impression, and you know this is a very, very bad person. And they've done very, very bad things. And they haven't been accounted for. The law has not been aware of them. What do you do? And I mean, I mean, the worst things, the worst, use your imagination, the worst, and you know it, you see it, it's been revealed to you, it's a revelation, it has been given to you by spirit, you know it, what do you do? You have no proof, what do you do? It's fun up to that point, it's fun, it's fun, you know, to do, you read someone's palm, you know, palm reading is, uh, on two levels, you can anybody can learn to read a palm. It's not a psychic skill, uh, nor a tarot reading. You know, read, you get the the L, LWB, the little white book. You interpret the cards. You go, oh yeah, here's the high priestess. This means you need to use your intuition. You know, here's the emperor. Oh, you're the height of your strength. You know, people go, oh my God, yes, you're so good. That's anybody can do that. There's another level, the psychomantic level. You know, with palm reading, you say, oh, you have a curvy heart, heart line. You're very romantic, very idealistic. You know, sometimes people take advantage of you. Oh, yes, oh, my God, you know me. There's another level, the psychomantic level. This is when you take the hand and you see all that. You know, you do. You put the whole hand together. You know, you see the curvy heart line. You see the straight head line. You see the uh, the weak life line. You see the firm plane of Mars. And then you put that together and you say, yeah, this is someone who has conflict. They're conflicted. Their father also molested them, and this they put up a shield. They're like a rose bush, very pretty, but with thorns. You approach them nicely, they're fine. You grab them too abruptly, those thorns will those thorns will cut. And right now they're in a relationship with someone just like their father. You see, there's there's a psychomantic level, that kind of palm reading. So what do you do? You shake hands with this guy. You got a firm hand grip. Is good eye contact. He's the worst possible monster. What do you do? Because I will tell you, when you develop psychomantic skills, when you're a psychometer, when you're a psychometrician, this will happen to you. What are you doing? Someone comes to you for a reading and say, "Oh yeah, I'm just here for fun. You know, I'm uh, just passing through town. I'll do a tarot reading for me. You turn it out there. And you go. He's going to go kill somebody. He's in town to kill somebody. What do you do? This sort of stuff happens. Not I. I, I have heard. I've had other psychic readers call me for advice and say, "What do I do, John? We're going to go for station identification." The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ollie, Sundays three to four thirty. Kendallo's Corner with Kendallo Canvisa, Michael Carell, and Lady A, Mondays 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, 
Wednesdays, 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays, 6 to 7.30. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays, 5 to 7. All times Pacific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. No, I'm not going to tell you what you do. This is a question for the student. <laughs> if you get in this, people say, oh, I'd love to learn to do, you know, I've got some psychic ability in this. I'd love to learn to do it. And it's like, why? Well, it, you know, it's cool. I'd love, I, I like that. You know, people like the romance of uh, being a psychomancer, being a psychic, being a fortune teller. Uh, they love the image. And you know how you can tell? You know how you can tell? They're theatrical about it. Look at the Facebook profile. And they're brooding at a decorated table with crystal balls and candles, and they got a scarf tied around their head, and they're wearing medallions, and uh, they're costumed, and they're all theatrical, and they're holding up a fan of tarot cards, um, and maybe there's a black cat perched on their shoulder, and they they think it's cool. They think it's cool to do this. It's cool. They oh, it's cool. Look at me. I'm I'm a, I'm a gypsy. And by the way, the, the word gypsy. I'm going, to, I'm going to rant about that. Um, I used to do um, uh, readings for entertainment at corporate events, and sometimes they would call me and say, uh, can you dress like a gypsy? And I would say, you understand that um, that's racial profiling, right? That the gyp- that gypsy is a word that was used in a derogatory sense to describe the Romany. And uh, asking me to dress like a gypsy is like asking me to like put black cork on my face and play a banjo. You know, show up in blackface and play a banjo, and uh, and say no. So I'm not going to dress like a gypsy because I'm not Romany, and I'm not going to put cork on my face and play a banjo because I'm not African American. And they would be all offended. Then they'd hire somebody who would do it. I say I have costuming appropriate to your event. If you want a festival event, I do have costuming appropriate to that event that won't insult an entire race of people. So, um, <clears throat> but that's how you can tell. They think it's cool. And, you know, so you know what kind of readings they're doing. You know, it's it's lightweight and flattering and, you know, occasionally they'll uh, maybe hit something heavy. But um, it's it's not the, where it's not the type of reading where the rubber hits the road. Um, and if somebody did lay something very heavy on them, they, they would give them uh, bland advice that, it's kind of like chamomile tea, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm so sick. You know, God, I'm dying of cancer. Well, have some chamomile tea and some uh, amethyst. That'll that'll take care of it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, I, um, I'm going to tell you that uh, I'm going to give you a story. This is very famous in uh, psychology. It's called the $10 slap. This is a story for you. Uh, there's a man, let's say his name is Mr. Smith, and he uh, he owns a factory, and things are not going well for him. Um this is a very famous story. You may have heard it. Um, psychologists tell it all the time. Um, the workers are having an uncommon run of uh, incompetency. There are uh, lots of accidents costing the factory a lot of money, out sick, lazy. Um, it just seems like they're deliberately working against Mr. Smith. Furthermore, the government's on to him about uh, protocol. They're making him upgrade his office, uh, upgrade his factory. 
IRS on him about taxes, just every from every event. He's just under a lot of stress, so he goes home. And he seems to be okay. He seems to be in a good mood, but his three-year-old son does something bad, and Mr. Smith hauls off and just slaps the hell out of that kid. Uh, Mrs. Smith thinks that the punishment was way out of um, proportion for the offense, takes the little boy in her arms and comforts him. Mr. Smith thinks, though, that he was justified in that reaction. Uh, the next day, they have an appointment with their counsel. They've been in marital counseling for a little while, and they relate the story. Mr. Smith agrees. He says, maybe I did overreact. And they said, well, what did the boy do? He said, well, he, he, he tore up a $1 bill. And so the psychologist said, well, perhaps you delivered a $10 slap for a $1 offense. And they both agreed that's a good way to put it. They said, so where did the other $9 of anger come from, $9 worth of anger come from? And Mrs. Smith said, oh, he's been under a lot of stress at work, the poor dear. And the psychologist realized, he said, well, there's two things wrong here. One is you need to find a better way to release that stored anger, maybe a better restful weekend. And Mrs. Smith, you need to understand why you called him a poor deer when he just smacked the hell out of your kid. So a lot of times when I'm talking to people, there's a, there's a $9, there's a $10 slap. And a good example of that is high school girl. Let's say a high school girl uh, will call me up and say, Oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. What happened? Well, I got this book, this paperback book of witchcraft, you know, for a dollar at the flea market. And, uh, I cast a spell, and now there's a spirit, and it won't let me go. And I said, well, what did you do? He said, well, this, oh, my God, I hate her so much. She stole my boyfriend, and so I put a curse on her. And now this spirit, it's, it's, haunt, it's, it's making my life miserable. And so she did something like an intranquil spirit because a girl stole her boyfriend. And I said, well, let me see a spell. And it was like a death hex. You know, She made a death board and tried to kill this girl because she stole her boyfriend. And if you realize that this is – a girl who tried to kill somebody with magic over jealousy, you begin to understand why the boyfriend went to the other girl. All right. Uh, and so now she's in a lot of trouble because she didn't know what she was doing. And she conjured up like an intranquil spirit or something and the spirit won't go away. So now I have to work really, really, really hard to exorcise that spirit. And I talked to her, I said, you realize that your reaction was way out of proportion to what happened. Uh, I said, couples break up all the time. It doesn't mean you have to kill the other person. And she goes, oh, but I hate her so much. She thinks she's so great. She, and see, $9, where'd that $9 of resentment come from? And if you understand this principle, you can understand a whole lot about people. Um, you know, the guy that's blowing his horn at you in traffic, you know, one, you know, may, maybe you did creep forward in the intersection a little bit, maybe you did cut him off a little bit. That's a $1 offense. His reaction was a $10 slap. It's a very good principle. It's a very, very good principle. And it, it, um, there have been recent activities. I don't know how many of you have been keeping up with it on Facebook where, um, a very fine and generous, um, uh, uh, woman, uh, put her foot in her mouth because she's passionate about animal rights. Then she apologized. Well, there was no forgiveness. And there has been threats of cursing, uh, friendships broken, um, blown out of proportion. 
it was a $10 slap. Where did that $9 worth of anger come from? Well, there's been a lot of stored resentment somewhere. And if you look, look around, you can find it. You can find that $9 worth of change, and it ain't got nothing to do with uh, the, cert, the, you know, the, the incident that instigated it. It's been brewing for a long, 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 long time, and um, it, just waiting for an excuse to happen. And um, not to brag, I predicted it in April. I sent some communication in April. I said, this is going to happen, and um, uh, it happened just as I predicted. Uh, I saw the chain of events, which is going to bring us to a thing called future time psychomancy, which will briefly introduce um i have documentation of that by the way that i predicted in april but you know i'm just going to tell you i don't tell you that i do things that i can't do uh, but the term indicates that you can sense on the astral plane the ripples from the future the psychic shadows thrown before by coming events you see the future influences the past Every bit as much as the past influences the future. So uh, just understand that in the astral as well as on the physical plane, coming events will cast their shadows behind them. Now, we can go into a long discussion about destiny, fate, karma, but no, no. Causes are set into emotion, effects follow, right? Cause before cause and effect, unless other causes intervene. But in some cases, certain effects have been averted by reason of the previous vision. In such cases, other causes intervened, which showed that the matter was not wholly cut and dried. So it's like uh, if a man is walking toward a cliff, you know, let's say he's checking his messages on a cell phone, he's tweeting or something, he'll walk over that cliff unless somebody warns him, right? He's not fated to walk over that cliff, but he'll go unless somebody warns him, you see? So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this. There's a big debate. Is there free will or is there predestination? And what I can tell you is this. Both. Some things in our lives are predestined. There are just some things in our life that's predestined. That shadow has been cast. And there are some things in our life where there's some free will. Now, that's why there are some cases in which we're unable to escape the effect of causes once set into motion, you're going to run into that effect no matter what you do. Now, um, there's a story. Uh, it's a Persian story about um, there was a friend who was with King Solomon when the angel of death came and, and gazed at him firmly. And uh, when, uh, when he learned about this, the friend said to Solomon, please, please transport me on your magic carpet to Damascus so that I can escape this dread messenger of death. And Solomon said, I will do that very thing forthwith. <laughs> Clapped his hands, a genie appeared, he got on his carpet, and the man was instantly transported to Damascus. Then the angel of death said to Solomon, Oh, Solomon, the reason that I was so surprised at seeing your friend was because I had orders from God himself to take him from the body Damascus, and finding him here at Jerusalem, I was very surprised at how to obey my orders. But you, O king, by transporting him to Damascus magically, you've rendered my task an easy one. So thank you for your help, King Solomon. Upon saying which, 
the angel of death, whisked himself away by magic to Damascus to take Solomon's friend according to the orders from on high. You can't shuck destiny when it's your time to go. You gotta go. So the whole idea of premonitions, previsioning, uh, second sight, clairvoyance, these are all forms of future time psychomancy. And in these various forms, it's quite common. Ordinary people do it all the time. Uh, sometimes you chalk it up coincidence. There's there's a very simple form, you know, back in the days before caller ID, the phone would ring and you just knew who it was. You know, go, oh, that's mom calling. You know, or, or the phone would ring and a chill would go up your back. You go, I don't, I don't want to answer. It's bad news. That happened the day my dad died. The phone rang and I knew it. I knew what I knew exactly what it was. And my sister in California, I called her. I I called her. She picked up the phone. She said, Dad's dead, isn't he? That's how she answered the phone. And I called my sister frequently, but it went, it, it went ring, ring. She picked up the phone. She said, dad's dead, isn't she? This was in 1980. There was no caller ID. It's not like cell phones today, young people. It was those big plastic things. There was no caller ID. She didn't even know it was me, but she did. And um, so there's this premonition. And we'll go into this more next week. We'll go into this more next week, and uh, I hope you find this as interesting as I do. I want to try to. Uh, I didn't have a chance this week because I'm building. I am. I'm building brick walls into my in my cellar, to, basically to hold the house up. Uh, but next week, I want to try to have a special guest. We're going to talk about this and ghosts and other fun stuff as we near Halloween. Uh, thanks for dropping in. I want to try to have chat working by then as well. You guys are all my friends. It's fun talking about this stuff to you. Uh, let's have a little bit of music as we go out. And we'll see you next week.